Step and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tupper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, and welcome to probably... This is one of the two or three most fun episodes of Tep and Step. Not this. This episode is going to be four different episodes, but I'm it's lumping a four all, part series. I'm, yeah. take, I'm lumping them all into one. Mm-hmm. Uh, between this, the realignment episode we'll do in February, mm-hmm. and then I would say maybe the season season uh, preview or the playoff preview. Playoff preview is good. Yeah. We got we, we got good content. We do. we do. We do. Yeah, you're welcome. Yes. Uh, anyway, we're over here working hard for you. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, we love you very very much. This is your Wednesday. State Championship Preview Edition of Tep and Step. Um, and we're back at at t Stadium. All 12 games mm-hmm. in four days. And let's be honest, as God intended. That's right. As football Jesus meant for us to yes. do. It's supposed, as we approach his birthday. It was supposed to be... Like last year, we've I think we've gone on record as saying, we're glad that the season happened last year, but nobody's ever going to say that it was an awesome season. Yeah, I'm never going to go back and say, let's do that again. No, that was bad. Yeah. Uh, this feels better. This feels like there's a natural order to things. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a, a good uh, tempo to there's it. A, there's a buzz. There is a, there is a buzz. There's a number of teams that I think mm-hmm. there's a big buzz about we'll get to in, mm-hmm. in later episodes. Um, and yeah, it all kicks off Wednesday, which is what we're here to talk about. So if you're driving to AT&T Stadium right now and, on and Wednesday on Wednesday and you're getting ready for, for some football uh, we are your, your stop yeah. and I guess if you're driving in on Thursday or Friday you'll find out if we were right or not you'll exactly. know if we were right you can roast us if we're wrong mm-hmm. don't roast us please we are, we are very sensitive to this we type are. of thing we can be we, we can absolutely be roasted alright this is your Wednesday state championship preview but before we get to that Matthew we will start as we always do with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. I'm do not you coming. Have four of them? No, I don't. We're okay. going to do one and then we'll do other right. stuff to start the other ones. Matt Stepp, there are 24 finalists at the UIL Texas high school football state championship games. How many are making their first state championship appearance mm. of the 24? 24. 24. Um, I'm not going to sit here and count them all. I could figure it out eventually, but I'm going to just throw out a number and say four. The answer, Matthew, is five. Dang it. Uh, making their first appearance at the biggest stage of them all, the Katy Pato Panthers. Mm-hmm. That is not a surprise. Year four. Uh, considering they have only been around for four years. They're playing those veterans called station who's been around eight years. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the South Oak Cliff Golden Bears are into their first state championship mm-hmm. game. The Austin LBJ Jaguars are into their first state championship game. Uh, shout out to Lorena, who's in for the first time since 1989, mm-hmm. but they have been to they have a state championship. Wasn't that Rodney Thomas that uh, that from Groveton that uh, victimized them in the 89 title game? They went they won it in 88 or 87 and then lost in 89. Yeah. Uh, one of the teams we'll talk, two of the teams we'll talk about today are making their first appearance. That would be the Holly Bearcats mm-hmm. in for the first time, and the Westbrook Wildcats are all into their first ever state championship game. Congratulations to them. Big doings there. Uh, we will get to all those teams, but that is your Texas High School Football Fun Fact of the Week. Five first timers at state. Got it. Love to see it. I love it when the new blood makes it. I do too. Um, so, kind of much like the playoff episodes or the first playoff episode, uh, there's no real point in going back and talking about the semifinals because um, we're just we're on to the next one. And we'll talk about them through the course yeah, of our game previews. Exactly right. So we're going to start, Matthew. Now, w- there is also one other thing we have to address, and that is 
This is a D1, D2 year mm-hmm. in the sense that Division One of each classification goes first and Division Two goes second. I personally think that is suboptimal. As do I. I think, and, and uh, Dr. Elza, ma'am, ma'am, I know you're listening. Of course she is. Um, hey, we, Dr. E. We know that you are uh, the, the queen of the UIL. Dr. Brightup is the, you know. He's a figurehead, let's be honest. We're about to get yeah. killed by the UIL. Yeah. Um, Dr. Tepper said it. Dr. Dr. Not me. Tepper said that. Dr. B's going to come and grab me by the scruff of the neck. Love you. you. Love out. you, Dr. Bright. Up. Anyway, he's gonna be all, you're going to be on the on air, the and he's going to grab me by the scruff yeah. of the uh-huh. neck. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Elza and Dr. Bright. Because now, on oh, Dr. Harrison, too, yeah. you know, uh, Brian Polk's gone. Brian Polk. Yeah, he went to THSCA. Yeah. Good for him. Good, Good for, for THSCA, yeah. too. Good kid. Oh, yeah. Anyway. We know that you guys can control this type of thing. Let's go D2 to D1. Or at least time. for the 6A. Let's build all the way up to a grand finale mm-hmm. in, in 6A D1. That's my take. Anyway. But Wednesday, we will kick everything off. 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Yes. 11 a.m. on Wednesday. Yes. There will be live high school football on your television on Valley Sports Southwest and at AT&T Stadium. As... The 1A Division I state championship will be on the line between the Westbrook Wildcats, the champions of Region 2, and the May Tigers, the champions of Region 4. These two teams kind of come at it from different perspectives. Westbrook took, Westbrook started off 2-4. and four. It's kind of amazing. Started off 2-4. and four, They played an exceptionally difficult uh, uh, district, or schedule rather, but uh, their, their losses came to both teams in the game we're going to talk about next. They lost to Westbrook or Motley County and Strawn. They also lost to a Division I regional finalist, which was Water Valley. And they lost to another perennial power in Garden City. But after that kind of quartet of losses, they are, they have a pair of wins over the defending state champs, Sterling City. Mm-hmm. They have really caught fire, and a lot of it is due to Cedric Ware. Cedric Ware is... Uh, I'm not ready to put him on the same category as like the Ben Crockett's, but he is in that mold of he's their best player. There's no real doubt about mm-hmm. it. He's the guy that they want to get the ball to. He is their leading rusher. He is their leading tackler. He is Mr. Do-It-All there at Cedric Ware for Westbrook. If they're going to win this title and they're going to spring an upset and make no mistake, I think it would be an upset, they would need to, do, uh, they would need to go out there and, and get Cedric Ware going. May's the favorite. Um, state runner-up, right? State Maybe. runner-up from a year ago. They lost to the aforementioned Sterling City. Who is now going up to 2A, playing 11-man ball. Yes, they are. That will be a little bit interesting. Uh, they are moving up to, uh, to would, rather, they're, they're back to a state championship game and kind of looking to f- kind of finish the job. Last year, they, they took on Sterling City. It was, a, it was a relatively close game until it wasn't, and Sterling City ended up uh, bringing home the victory. Um, May, brings, May brings back a fair amount, including they've got a, a multiple... There's not one guy on this team that I think is head and shoulders better than everybody. That, well, one of the way everybody talks about is Caden Hulk. But they have built around him this kind of stable of running backs. Uh, Caden Hulk, Blake Harrell, Avery Williford. They can all run the ball very well. This is a team that does rank second in the, in the class in, in, in the scoring offense. Uh, but... They're a team that uh, they're gonna they're gonna line up in the kind of tight formation and they're gonna run it at you. That's that's the name of their game. On but the real star that's kind of burying the lead because the star of the show here is May's defense. May has an exceptional defense, fifth in the state in in scoring defense uh, among one A Division one teams, and 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 that can be a little bit wonky sometimes because of the mercy rule. 
but all the but but make no mistake, they have played a they have an excellent excellent defense, which is ultimately what makes them, in my opinion, uh, a favorite. I think Westbrook, if they want to win this game, they probably need to get into a shootout. They probably need to get get, get this up and down. But I don't know if May's going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, May does have a title back in 1977. This would be their first championship since then if they were to bring this home. I think they're the favorite. All of our experts on TexasFootball.com, myself, Bobby Brown from Texas 1A fan, Cowboy Parks from Six Mania, and Lehman Saunders, all picked May. I think they're the favorite. A lot of this comes down to how, like, this is one of those games where the path for Westbrook is pretty clear, which is they have the best player on the field, and he just puts on that heroic performance Mm -hmm. in Cedric Ware. It'll be a fun opener. I I think that this... I don't know if I would predict a mercy rule victory, the 45-point mercy rule. For those who don't know, if you don't watch six-man football, um, if you're up by 45 points at or after halftime, then the game is over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would predict that uh, predict a, a mercy rule victory, uh, but I would look at May as the favorite. I would look at them as a, as a comfortable favorite uh, and, and the, the team to beat in this one. Although Westbrook's hot. Westbrook's very hot, but but May has run a gauntlet, and I think that that is going to uh, that is going to help them get here. So I'm going to go with May in that one. That will open things up on Wednesday. We then matriculate to two o'clock. Normally, by the the rest of the days, it goes eleven, three, and seven. Mm-hmm. The game is shorter for uh, for a six man, and they have they have an extra hour to scrub the field. Mm. It's um, the most exciting part of the weekend is watching how fast they can get the field clean. They've gotten really good at it. Yeah, remember the first year they it's were a little shaky, <laughs> a little shaky. The first it year got to be like five thirty, and they're still out there like scrubbing. Yeah. It's like, uh oh, guys, yeah. got to get this thing going. But then, I would say the main event of the six man world comes to town. Two o'clock Wednesday at AT and T Stadium in Arlington as the Number one Motley County Matadors, undefeated 14-0, and take on the undefeated number two Strong Greyhounds. And I've said this before, but there is, I think, a good, healthy debate in the six-man world and has been throughout the course of the season as to who is the number one team in 1A Division Two. There are other classifications. I don't think there's that debate. Mm-hmm. I don't know at this point if anybody debates who the best team in, five, in 6A is. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, it's pretty fair. Yeah. Um, there's a, a few of those. Austin Westlake. Uh, three A Division Two, I think, has a similar situation. Uh, in in uh, as to Motley County mm-hmm. Strawn, mm-hmm. in that um, Motley County, or rather that Gunner and Franklin. I think if you want to put Frank Gunner number one, I think you're well within your rights. Mm-hmm. If you want to say Franklin's number one, I think you're well within your rights. This is a lot like that. And we get to see him settle it on the field. We, that's exactly why I'm excited about this game. Motley County, um, of course, was a state finalist from a couple of years ago, back in 2019. I remember their coach had some uh, had some hot takes. Mike Bigham had a, a, some, had some, some takes, takes some takes on on another program. Um, and they are they started the year number one in Dave Campbell's Texas football and did nothing to make us think that they weren't the number one team. They have gone out there. They have six man football's largest average margin of victory. They're beating teams by an average of 50 points they have been that seems good they have been outstanding they've been very very they've been very very good uh a lot of the guys that that you're going to hear about is uh is jake richards jake richards set the single season six-man rushing record back as a sophomore when he ran for more than four thousand yards in a season uh when he took them to a title game where they lost to richland springs in their title game this is a He's a star. He's playing in his final game of his kind of relatively legendary six-man football career. And so a lot of that is going to be um, – that, that's going to go 
that's going to be all eyes on him. There is an argument to be made that their defense is better than their offense. Their defense ranks second in one A division two in scoring in scoring defense. They're third in scoring offense, second in scoring defense. Here's Strawn. Now Strawn, Strawn had an eventful offseason. Yeah, they did. Even I know what happened yes. in the offseason. It was wild. I'll, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version. There are people who can give you the nitty gritty. The Cliff's Notes version is that Dwayne Lee, the longtime, you know, pretty iconic coach there at Strawn, took the job at Aquila. Aquila came open. He took the job at Aquila. A matter of weeks later, he was back at Strawn as not only the head football coach, but the superintendent of the stinking school district. Yeah, he's running the show. Uh, and so he w- he, they lost him and brought him back. He, of course, has led them to four state championships, um, and he's aiming to, to bring them a fifth state championship. Let me tell you the story about Strawn. Strawn is pointsy. Strawn's got the number one scoring offense in, in six-man football. Their offense can flat-out go. Grayson Rigdon. Rigdon is a relatively um, iconic name in the six-man world, and this is the latest one. Grayson Rigdon, 35 touchdowns passing, 48 touchdowns rushing. <laughs> crazy. Lorenzo Garcia, his teammate, has 30 touchdowns rushing as well. They have big-time weaponry. They average uh, 72 points a game. Their offense is off the charts good. Um now, their defense is a bit of a challenge sometimes. And there are a couple of games that they played against high-scoring offenses that lead you to wonder if that defense... For example, they lost to or they, they beat Smoking for Jesus, 88-47. Uh, to 47. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, 47 points. Smoking for Jesus was a, six, a private school state champion. Then, you may remember back in early October, they played Fort Worth Covenant Classical. Now, Fort Worth Covenant Classical, I believe, has gone on to win in their own state championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won that game 114-97. to And it was a wild back-and-forth shootout. Um, so they will give up some points. They give up 52 to Westbrook. They will give up some points on you. And so, that is why I'm here to say, I think we are in for a shootout. I think this is going to be there. There are some games I, I tell people that a real kind of low-scoring six-man slugfest can be really fun. That ain't this. Yeah, this is going to be pointsy. I think this is. You remember a couple of years ago? I believe McLean got to the got, scored a hundred burger. Milford. Milford. Milford yeah. yeah, I do not. I don't know if I would predict that, but I think this game could, game could easily get into the seventies, the eighties. I think this is going to be a pointsy affair. At least if Strawn is going to win it, if Strawn's going to win it. They're going to need this game to be a bit of a shootout. Um, I'm alone on an island in this one. I took Motley County. I'm sticking to Motley County. Bobby Brown, Cowboy Parks, and Lehman Saunders all took Strawn. Um, we will see. Uh, this is, again, one of those great... It's a coin flip type game. This is one of those awesome matchups where you just say, uh, we're going to settle it on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one versus number two. They've bo- both earned their way here in a big way. I think it's going to be fun. That will close out the six-man football war, uh, uh, season, and uh, we will have uh, two new champions. Both six-man football champions. Right? I remember last year, we, we only had one six-man game because mm-hmm. the other one got canceled for COVID, and they had to play it like a in, couple, three weeks later in San Angelo. In San Angelo, when our buddy uh, Vance Jones at Balmeray yeah. finally got that title there for the Bears. They played like on a Wednesday night, too. Yeah, I think it was a Tuesday night. It's a Tuesday yeah. night in San Angelo yeah. uh, in Balmeray. added to the weirdness yeah. of last year. So I think six-man fans are happy to have a little bit of normalcy back at AT&T Stadium. So there you go. That'll close out the six-man football season. We will then see the uh, the dustbusters get out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll scrub the field, scrub the lines. There take, at the, take out the temporary goalposts. They'll take out the temporary goalposts, and that will lead us to our first eleven man game of the season, or of the state championships rather, at 
7 p.m. on a Wednesday mm-hmm. stinking night. I love it. At AT&T Stadium. It's the 2A Division I state championship game. Pitting. First timer. The Hawley Bearcats against the defending state champion, Shiner Comanches. Both undefeated. And I will say this. I think this is going to be a physical ball game. Yeah, so I've seen uh, Holly in person and uh, watched. Um, I've seen Holly twice this year, actually. Hmm. Saw them in round three against Coleman and saw them in round five last week against Marlin. And have watched Shiner on Texan Live a couple times. So I, I agree with that assessment. It's going to be physical. Holly is a team that's really overcome a little bit of adversity this year. You know, losing their star running back, Austin Compton, uh, in the Coleman game. He played that entire game with a broken vertebra. Jeez. He hurt. He landed I can't on his even head. Imagine. And it came out of the game, but played the rest of the game with a broken vertebra. They didn't find out he had a broken vertebra until after the game. What a tough kid. A lot tougher than me. I'm just, yeah. I got an ingrown toenail. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out six weeks. <laughs> ingrown toenail. Um, but you know, uh, Deontay Ramon has stepped up for Hawley, moved over from the receiver position, which is his natural position to running back. Uh, Aeneas Segura has been a guy that they, they've used, moved around quite a bit, and their quarterback, Rody Hooper, has done great. Uh, he's made big plays and big moments. They also have a sophomore receiver, Will Scott, who I thought last week against Marlin was huge. Third nine, if, if it's third and long, Hawley's throwing to Will Scott. So this, I found this interesting because I guess I should probably. Pull back the curtain. I am going to be on color commentary for this game on Valley Sports Southwest. Non disclosure. Non disclosure. It'll be Craig Way and myself on uh, on color commentary, or we're on on the call with Ashley Pickle on, on the Shiner sideline too. Unless that's a is that Big Yay Boo energy? Well, Big Yay Boo energy. Yeah. Depend. I, I don't. You don't even tell me who the Yay is. No, um, well, no, just for both of y'all. She's probably saying Yay Boo, and you're saying Yay Boo. So, did you know? In I'm each, booing you both. In each of their five playoff playoff games, they have had a different leading receiver in each one. No, I did not know that. I looked that up. Uh, Aeneas Segura. Kaysen O'Shields is a guy who is kind of their big, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, he can be a bit of a, their big play threat sometimes. He's a Swiss Army now. He's a kicker also. Yeah, he's a kicker. He's a very good to a kicker. Kicker, well. punter, returner. He does everything. He's a Swiss Army now, Ar- yeah. uh, He's a, the son of the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, they can spread the ball around a little bit. Um, there is very little spreading the ball around at Shiner. No, it's going to go through two guys yeah. number one and number two uh you may know them as doug and dalton brooks uh doug brooks being the uh the viral sensation last year at state when he uh stiff-armed a guy to china uh it's the stiff-armed stif- the other it's a stiff arm heard around the world it's the stiff arm from hell i'm calling yeah. it the stiff arm from hell and then he also you know he got that fumble return and handed it to his teammate mm-hmm. to score the touchdown one of the coolest team moments you'll ever see um and then dalton brooks who uh you know he's actually the higher profile recruit he's yeah. got the bigger d1 offers he was committed at one point to usc is he still i don't know i don't, I don't think boy talk about culture that's, that's like going from mule shoe to usc yeah. oh wait who did that <laughs> uh <laughs> but uh dalton brooks has all the big time offers and he really you know he's he's kind of been playing second fiddle to doug until the referio game oh boy he said hey guys i'm the big time dude here and rushed for 384 and six touchdowns against referio he's special and this t- this Shiner team, by the way, um, if you're thinking they're going anywhere when Doug's graduating, they've got 16 starters back. They're probably going to we're t- we're looking at one of the great two A dynasties potentially if they mm-hmm. can win this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it, Shiner's probably going to be a favorite to be the number one team in the state again next year preseason if they win the state title and they bring 16 starters back. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think I'm breaking any news no, there. I think that's fair. Uh, so I mean, we're looking at if they hadn't have had that game two years ago against Refurio when they. You know, pee down their leg in yeah. the last two minutes of the game. We could be, we could be talking about a three peat here. Yeah, 
Um, this is a, a true dynasty in the making if they can take care of business against Hawley. Um, Hawley's going to present some challenges because their defense is very, very strong. Very their aggressive. defense is excellent. Hawley's problem is, is I don't think they can keep it. They're, they're, they're asking their defense a lot this week because yeah. Shiner, you know, Marlon, Marlon had a lot of play. Marlon's probably got more playmakers out wide than Shiner does, but they could not block Hawley's defensive line. Shiner's going to be able to block Hawley. Mm-hmm. And then that, that, that's the problem because they can block Hawley and then they get the ball in the hands of Doug, Doug and Dalton Brooks. And I don't think Hawley has anyone that can run. Can hang with. I mean, trying to trying to tackle Dalton Brooks in the open field and then trying to deal with tackling two hundred eighty pound Doug Brooks is just a it's a nightmare scenario for a linebacker or a defensive back in two A Division one. I, I yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, the The thing that stands out to me for Hawley and there will be another game we talk about that and tomorrow that has a similar feel. Hawley cannot give up the 80-yard touchdown run mm-hmm. because there's you know they they, they simply can't uh, because that that's the thing you got to make Shiner earn it down and give a lot of credit to Timpson by the way Timpson who gave Shiner a good scare mm-hmm. in the semifinals they kind of made them earn it down the field they yeah. didn't give up too many long long runs they give up one rumble from from Doug Brooks yeah. but you can't give that up all the time I worry about the Hawley offense. Um, this is a Holly offense at the last three games, all against very good defenses. I don't want to, you know, poo poo them. Discredit them, yeah. Yes, but they've scored 19 points per game. Mm-hmm. This is an attacking Shiner defense. I don't know what you do with Doug Brooks, the defensive lineman. <laughs> Um, it's hard to block. I don't know what you do with him. They've got Tyler Bishop, who is it? He plays he plays football defense like he he is lit on fire. Mm-hmm. He flies to the football, and so for me, a lot of this is just a referendum on whether or not Holly can get something going offensively. Um, I think the key for Holly is to almost take the Winthorpe game plan from last yeah. year and hold you know fifteen sixteen play drives, limit the number of times. That's that's the recipe to their upset. Is mm-hmm. they got to hold on to the football and. Limit Shiner's touches, and then Holly's got to be really efficient when they have their chances. There's also, you know, look, there's one other thing we should probably mention, and that is, um, yes, Shiner played in, in the state championship game last year. That's true. They won it. It's a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. It's weird. It is weird. It's a weird scenario. They probably practiced, I think they practiced on Sunday because uh-huh. UIL grants them an exception mm-hmm. to practice on Sunday for this week. And and so this is a weird so so who can handle that better? I also think look, Shiner's been there before. They were there last year. A lot of these guys were playing for this team last year. The AT&T lights aren't going to No. Impact. For Hawley, it's their first ever trip to AT&T Stadium. That's a lot to overcome for any for any team, especially when you're dealing with a team like Shiner. I think Shiner's got to be the favorite in this one. Uh, I believe on TexasFootball.com, I believe we are unanimous in taking Shiner. Yeah, Ish, Pickle, myself, yeah. and, and you. And I think the com- Jerry's point spread is pretty hefty. I think it's like 27. Let me see. Pretty, um, pretty wide. It's, they, it's 27. Yeah. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to be on the call with Craig. I've never done network play-by-play. Yes, it's 27 points. Uh, now, um, and I should tell you that, like, Shiner... So the number two team in in uh, our computer rankings is Tempson, and they would be right now an eight point favorite over Tempson. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they beat them by seven. So the yeah. computer kind of factoring that in. Um, Holly's Holly's the underdog. There is a path. It's a narrow path, but there is a path to a state champion or to a, to a state championship for the Holly Bearcats. That will close out Wednesday. At that point, I'll go home to my um, sons, mm-hmm. plural. 
Um, and oh, I guess I should probably say you and Pickle did a good job. You did a good job on Tep and Step mm, last yeah. week. Pickle, nah, it's debatable. Pickle was fine. Uh, no, she did a good job. Yeah, I appreciate did. you guys holding holding down the fort. I'm gonna go get my football bed. You can get your yeah, you put on your little football onesie. Yeah, with the trap door in the back. <laughs> and get ready for Thursday. For Thursday with another trio of games, and we'll be back to preview that in just a minute. So that's going to do it for us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll talk to you about Thursday on the next episode of Tap and Step. Step.